feel the heat of the game. The crunching tackles, the near misses and diving headers. Feel the drive from the sidelines. Feel the passion of your captain. Feel the celebrations. Feel the last minute heartache. And the penalty save that changes everything. Feel the heat of the game from the comfort of your own home with OPC Energy Limited. For more information on heat pump servicing and breakdowns, renewable energy and more, visit opc-ltd.uk. Hey, man, make sure you got the big shin pads on on Sunday, mate, and I'll see you on the pitch. <laughs> <laughs> Yellow card right away from <laughs> And I'm sure they're going to be trying to do everything they can to try and derail us and try and be the first team to beat us from a league point of view this season. We expect a tough challenge, and we'll certainly respect a new manager going in, and, and things can be slightly different, and we have to be ready to adapt to whatever's thrown at us. The Goal Radio Football Show. With Paul Cooney, Barry Ferguson, and Cy Ferry. With OPC Energy Limited, the renewable energy specialists. Call 0808 Hi, good evening. The weekend is here. Si, have you got the Friday feeling, Simon Ferry? Yes, of course I do. Can't wait, Paul. Um, devastated that you said the fake Simon. Simon only on Wednesday. Um, <laughs> but he done all right. But the real, the real side's back tonight, Paul, so let's go. Did you hear Barry Ferguson and Barry, you were saying all the time, Si, what about this? And... Simon was like, what I know, I've, I've just yeah. became used to the real side. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm glad he's Muscle. called me the real side as well. Oh, who's better looking? Yeah. Me or Simon Dunley, be oh. honest. <laughs> oh. <laughs> he started already. He's insecure. Well, Give him that. <laughs> yeah. You're 33, I think. Yeah. Sid's 44, 45. I'd, I'd say Sid. I would say Sid as well, if I'm being totally honest. Yep. But I've got the, I've changed my hair again, uh, so I think I'm back to being a 9 out of 10. It's looking a lot better. Thanks I prefer much, you like that. Yeah. We'll get a picture up in the socials of your hair tonight. This is the number one football show, what we think it is, and that's what we're aiming for. Thanks to everyone who tunes in Monday to Friday. It's Barry Ferguson, Cy Ferry and me, Paul Cooney. Barry on the front page and the back page today in the paper saying this Rangers side are so good that they would have gone toe-to-toe with Brendan Rodgers' Invincibles. Wow. Yeah, I, I believe so. Um, if you'd asked me that, that question a year or so ago, I would have said, no way. I, I think uh, Brendan Rodgers' team was, was exceptional. But I do think this Rangers team have come on leaps and bounds and, and you just need to look at the consistency levels I've shown this season. And I think some of the performances have been outstanding and they're, they're really enjoyable to watch. I've got to be honest with you. I know the last month or so they've not played at the, the standards that they set before that, but... I do think this Rangers team can only get better. Cy Ferry, it's a big statement. What do you think? I'm just going to say it's funny, Fergie on the front page and Bob Malcolm on page three as well, so Kelly Hart's <laughs> taking over the, the newspapers. Yeah. Uh, no, it's a good point. I yeah. mean, this Rangers team, I think what I like most about this Rangers team is how they play in, in Europe. You know, I think that's a big statement of how good they are when they go and play teams like Benfica and um, they do really well against them. But for me, that Brendan Rodgers team, they were a winning machine. You know, Rangers losing at St Myrna, that acts puts a couple of questions against what Brendan Rodgers done you know every competition they won games and that's what they've done and they've done it in a style as well so uh, if Rangers go and win you know two or three leagues in a row then I think the argument would be fair enough but at this point I, I would go with the, the Brendan Rodgers side 14 he's gonna games kill me to go look. he's yeah. going to kill me <laughs> <laughs> you are socially distanced <laughs> it's all about opinions exactly. listen, yeah. Yeah. That, that's the beauty of football yep. and that's what I love whether you I agree with them or disagree yeah. with them mm-hmm. 
that that's my opinion, and I'm sure a lot of people agree with me. Except sure. when you're getting pulled up in Marks and Spencers, though. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I've been pulled up a few times in yeah. Marks and Spencers. How the other half lives, though, Paulie? Marks and Spencers have been like, I'm Aldi, do you know what I mean? Exactly. No, I use my vouchers. Kevin the carrot. So that's on the front page there. Also, Chris Sutton saying Neil Lennon will fight to the end. And, you know, there's no official statement out. The the statement or the interview on Monday, side when we last spoke to you, didn't go on the Celtic official website, the Neil Lennon. So where does he stand? What is going to happen? They had a a poor result against Livy the other night. You were uh, critical of the defending. You couldn't be otherwise, could you? Um, I think you predicted it was going to be a draw. Yeah, I didn't fancy Celtic to win the game. You know, I, I, I know it's 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 strange yep. to say that when yep. Celtic are at full strength and well, minus Edward maybe, but Livingston makes seven changes. But you know, it was interesting, Paul. I listened to Graham Souness last night after the Liverpool game, yep. and he says, you know, to win titles, Barry, I'll know this. You need to be at it every game, mm-hmm. and Celtic haven't been. You know, in terms of doing the basics well, in terms of outworking your opponent, in terms of winning headers, in terms of winning second balls, fifty fifties. Um, and, and that's where they've been miles off it this year. You know, bar five, six games, they, they played the diamond. I thought they were really good at the, at the basics. And they got results for it. You know, it's no rocket science. And that's what Celtic have not done well this year in terms of defending set pieces. I heard a lot of people, Fergie Gay and Ayer and Taylor, a lot of credit for their, their work going forward. But they're defenders, mm-hmm. first and yeah. foremost. They're closing the name. You're there to defend. I, I and it's their two for the goals. Honestly, watching the game, I, I couldn't believe the defending. And, and that's the thing that must frustrate and... He must be going absolute crazy mm. on that bench, Neil Lennon. It, it's simple mistakes, and as we were talking Monday, you can work all day in on the training ground. You can spend hours. They cross that white line. They've got a job. They've got a guy, a man, Mark, mm. and it's their job to make sure he doesn't get a clear header. And that guy just walks off higher easily. And um, look, it's a good header. Don't get me wrong, but it was a. The guy must have been shocked the amount of space he's got. So that, that's the thing that's killed Celtic all season. But he's tried to change it, the manager, you know, because they were doing zone. Remember, we were critical because they were doing zonal yep. marking. Mm-hmm. So he's seen that that wasn't working. He went man to man marking. That's then down to you, you as a person. Are you willing to? You willing to stop your guy from scoring goals? And Celtic players haven't been this year. They've not been willing to put their body on it. Even 50-50s for the second goal. Ryan Christie two chances of fifty fifties to win the ball. Mm-hmm. Loses the ball. Livingston go and score. Mm-hmm. You need to do the. It doesn't matter how good a player you are or how good a shape you've got. If you don't do the basics of the game well. And you'll struggle to win games. You've seen Rangers last, last week, how good they are as a players and teams now. But when you're not on it for the first 45 minutes, you're 1-0 down to Motherwell. And that's what football is. You don't just turn up and play. You need to turn up and do the basics well, and that's how you get results. See, see in terms of set pieces, you're not going to win every single header against your opponent, but make sure he doesn't get a free header. Yeah, yeah. Make sure he's got to win a few of them, wouldn't yeah, but Make sure he's got to work hard to get that header. Yeah. But for me, it's been so easy against Celtic this season and I'll go back to it. You can see Neil, Neil Lennon's frustration at the side of the park. After that going and he just went back and sat down and he must be thinking to himself, what do I need to do? Because mm. I've no doubt in my mind, and I think you'll agree with me, they must be working so hard on the training ground and things like that. Yeah, and you then, so. But the thing I would say, Fergie, is I was very shocked that Duffy played again. Mm-hmm. Having watched the full 90 minutes on Saturday against Livingston, I thought he was very poor. Mm-hmm. And even when he took Ayer off, and put brought Frimpong and I just I didn't understand that so that, that was where, that's where you'd be critical of the manager in terms of Duff, Duffy and Beaton is not a partnership for me I think they lack pace in a two and I think you've seen that again giving cheap free kicks away because they're worried about the pacing behind them um, and that's where he needs to take a bit of, a, a bit of stick I think Fergie 
Aye. Yeah, but I, I agree with you, but everything's going on in Celtic. You've got to give Livingston. He made a lot of changes as well. Mm. David, David Martin. I see his missus wasn't happy with yeah, the changes. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah. it just shows you they've got a, they've got a, a decent squad, Livingston. Yeah. The amount of changes. I think it was seven changes or something we made. Yep. Um, look, they're, they're, they're sometimes they're not great in the eye, but one thing they give them mm. is they give them 100% effort. And that was shown again in, in Wednesday night. But going back to Celtic, there's, listen, their, their main problem all season has been for set pieces. Uh, you need to give David Martindale credit, as Fergie uh, says, because yeah. every player that comes into that team, and it's what Rangers have had this year as well, when the subs come on, they know the way the manager wants to play it and they do it. And, and for one guy, David Martindale, if he can get J. Emmanuel Thomas working like that, because I played against J. Emmanuel Thomas, well, and he like? was notoriously, yeah. he wasn't a hard worker, he was a great football player on yeah. the ball, but his problem was no, and you see him now playing for David Martindale right wing, which is no familiar to him, <laughs> and he's sprinting up and doing the, and that comes yeah. to the manager. So he deserves massive credit for what he's done at Livingston. He's, he's created like a, I hate that word philosophy, but yeah. he's created like a mentality where if you're going to play for me, you need to work, you need to work hard first and foremost. You need to do the basics well, and, and, and it's shown for them. Okay, Livingston this weekend in the cup semi-final against St Mirren and St Johnson tomorrow against Hibs. We'll talk about that shortly. Rangers in action in the league against Ross County. We're going to hear from the manager shortly. And the headlines: Ryan Jack and Kima Roof back this weekend yeah the, the manager will be delighted um, Ryan Jack uh, I've said a number of times he's a big player for Rangers there's no doubt they've, they've missed him in, in terms of making changes because he, he likes to go and make changes in that midfield area and look I think a lot's been put on Stephen Davis at his age mm. to play every single game over the last it's month or so it's phenomenal what he's done isn't it it is yeah. phenomenal and it's helped with, with no European games yeah. midweek there's no doubt about that he's been able to get his rest period during the week but with Ryan Jack coming back he's the full week's training I don't think he'll start tomorrow but I'm, I'm sure he'll, he'll get a good half hour and I'm sure the, the Rangers fans as much as the managers delighted and, and Roof's another one again he took a bit of time to get up to speed but he's, he's shown why the manager went and spent big money on him he's starting to score goals and he's started to, he's starting sorry, to become a big player for Rangers yeah I think you see games like Motherwell at the weekend mm-hmm. that'd be a perfect game for Ryan Jack I don't think Rangers would have played the way they did in the first half with Ryan Jack in the team and waited for, for part I think that's that's his bread and butter their games and I, I've said it before for me he's Rangers best defensive defensive midfielder mm-hmm. in terms of covering the two full backs when they go high up the pitch so it'll be a massive return for Rangers and also as Fergie says the chance, you get to pick and choose Steve Davis's games a bit more when, when Ryan Jack's back and if you can get the best out of Stephen Davis I think you get the best out of Rangers I mean it's been a big month for Rangers in terms of the three players Ryan Jack Arfield and Ruth yep. they've been missing um, and as I said that that was putting a bit of pressure on the manager putting a bit of pressure on the, the, the squad but they've they've survived it and now these players are starting to come back and it's just going to make Rangers even stronger for I was told, I was told someone this week as well I don't know if you heard this that Kamar Roof runs the most in every, ga- every game he's played for I think he's set the record of the distance covered in games Kamar Roof oh, mm-hmm. yep. and, that's, and that's a guy who's got you over 10 goals this year he's, he's your attacking he's a player signing, and that's what I'm saying about okay he's been brilliant in terms of goals but what he's done is he's brought that work ethic that Rangers have got throughout their team ready, for, ready for some he's calls he's into yeah. the way Rangers have played yeah. as well which has, is important yeah. when you bring new players to the club it's important that they buy into what you're you're trying to do and, and certainly for this season the manager recruitment every single player's bought into what the manager's trying to do in the pitch Go Radio Football Show with OPC Energy Limited Barry Ferguson Cy Ferry and me Paul Cooney and we're on the lines now 0808 17 17 700 first up we're going to Rutherglen Jim is on the line a Celtic fan Jim good evening good evening Paul we even Cy alright Jim how you doing mate I know bad yourself good mate I'm yep. good brilliant good stuff 
what it was, it was actually uh, just basically, I know Neil Lynn's still in the job, but it does feel that it's coming to the end of an era for me. And it was just to see if you guys would think Celtic board would need to appoint a kind of Hollywood name to get the fans sort of back behind them after everything that's been going on. So Gerard Butler, was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he would still be the second best, he'd thing. be the second best looking behind Derek McInnes in the league though. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> you're the agent for Derek I know, I I do, I do, you worry me mate. I do take a fancy to Derek McInnes yeah, you're worrying me with some of your comments uh, Jim, um, Jim who, would you, who would you think uh, we want to hear from Simon Barry who, who, who have you got obviously they're talking about he- Eddie Howe I don't think that's a Hollywood name and I see the bookies have closed the book on that it was 10 to 1 on yesterday um, what do you fa- who do you fancy well I'm thankful it's not my job Paul because it's not going to be easy mm, but I would, have, yep. I would have thought uh, as a potential and I know he's on a lot of money but Rafa Benitez and I know okay. that yep. I know, yep. and I know that might sound outlandish, but you know what? We never thought we were going to get Brendan Rodgers either, or Matt Manil at the time. Mm-hmm. And you can only ask the question: He's only sixty years old. He's not finished in the game. So I would ask the question and put it out there because I think you're going to need. And these times coming up, the board are going to be looking for fans to renew their season ticket money. And after this season, especially with COVID and furlough and money being tight, they're going to need to do something to get the fans back in. I think. Jim, uh, on your point. Um, with Brendan Rodgers and Martin O'Neill I think that mm-hmm. they are t- I agree at the time when they were appointed they were two top class managers but I think the reason that you get guys like Martin O'Neill and Brendan Rodgers is because they've got an affiliation with Celtic you know they both supported Celtic as kids uh, I think they were desperate to come and and, um, and manage at the club whereas I think if you ask Rafa Benitez would you rather go and come and manage at Celtic on say 40 grand a week uh, or go to China uh, 200 200 grand a week it's, a no, it's going to be a no-brainer for him and you know I, I also yeah. think we we up here realise how big the clubs are but I think managers down south I, I don't think they do and, and it wouldn't surprise me if Eddie Howe got offered the Newcastle job he would take the Newcastle job mm. over the Celtic job I do. I just think that that's how they look at the league down there yeah. me personally I think Celtic and Rangers are both bigger clubs in Newcastle if you're asking me I would oh, r- rather that job but I think down south down south they've got a different mentality crazy, do you agree Fergie though? Crazy if Eddie Howe takes the Newcastle job over Celtic mm-hmm. crazy but that's they do, they but, do look down at it down there Fergie when you're yeah, down there don't 100%, you 100% 100% but for me look Neil Lennon's still in the job Let, let's respect that first and mm. foremost um, but if the job becomes available it wouldn't surprise me if some top managers would, would want it because mm-hmm. it's a big club tradition big traditions um, a fan base 60,000 yeah. every single week um, so if that job becomes available I'm sure there'll be managers not even out a job in a job would be interested in taking that Celtic uh, post What about uh, Rafa Benitez? He makes a point at yeah. 60 there's still a lot of miles left in him I mean Alec Ferguson was well into his 70s I know Fergie was just the most amazing manager Sir Alex but what, what about is there a personal pride he thinks I'm going to come back to the UK and I'm going to do something prove something at a big club albeit in a, a smaller market He's at an age does he want the pressures? Because mm. there's going to be a lot of pressure put on. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, I've told you plenty of times when you're at the old firm, the demands and the expectations put on top of you are nothing like you've you've ever seen before. The new president of the USA is 78. Talk about pressure. Yeah, but, look, yeah. maybe he's at an age. Yeah. You would need to ask Benitez, but he's a fantastic manager. Yeah. Like, let's. I think we're going to say you have to ask Joe Biden. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know how we'll think we'll think like as well? When you look at Rangers, Gerard was a long-term appointment. I think in three or four years. Is, is Rafa Benitez is he going to want to stay at Celtic for three or living Glasgow for three or four years he stayed at Newcastle for a long time didn't he at 60 year old 
You know, I I, I kind of see it. If I'm being totally honest with you, I think Celtic need a young, vibrant manager mm-hmm. to come in and overhaul the whole club and date exactly. I think Eddie Howe, in terms of that, and he, he has got this my this philosophy as we speak about, you know, and he can get Celtic playing the way he wants to play. Maybe filter it down through the youth system. I think Gerard's done that at Rangers. I think Celtic need a manager now if they are going to get rid of Neil Lennon that can come in and, and do that. I don't. I think I think Benitez would come in and focus on the first team. I think Celtic need need to start again on everything. But also when a manager comes in, they need to give him time now. Rangers have done yeah. it with, with Steven Gerrard for a couple of seasons. And this new manager, it's a full rebuild at Celtic. People mm. need to remember that. Mm. You, you just look at the amount of players that are on loan. And then guys that want to leave the club, guys like Scott Brown maybe come to the end of their career. Um, so that's, it's an attractive job. What about Scott Brown the other night? How surprised were you that he was sending off all day yeah. long? Yeah. But for the cap, for him to, you're not surprised. Yeah, maybe with it's a experience. bit of frustration. Yeah. He's seen the way things have went uh, this season. Maybe that's what you, you've got to, got to uh, say about Scott Brown. He'll be disappointed. You ask yourself, he'll, he'll regret what he's done. Um, he'll just be, in terms of no, no playing. He was a regular. He's getting to that age where he's a bit part player, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, so that could be a bit of the frustration that's coming out and I mean obviously not getting the, the right results but it's, it's a clear sending off that yeah. there's no doubt about it but look Scott Brown will know that mm. Si what was your take on it? Yeah it's a red card yeah. I think the ball's away the young boy's biting at his heels mm. um, if Scott Brown still had the ball and he's trying to hold somebody off then I can understand it but the ball's went away and he's swung back and, it, and today's game it's a red card um, again with Fergie I think when things are not going well at a football club the two people that bear the brunt of it is the captain mm-hmm. and the manager mm-hmm. and I think it makes it harder for you when you're a captain and, and you know that they're affecting it and you're still bearing the brunt so I think it's just a build up of frustration of how the season gone you know Scott Brown probably pictured himself as a captain that was going to lift 10 in a row mm-hmm. he's been outstanding yeah. for Celtic you know and that would have been the dream end for him um, obviously that's gone now and just a wee bit of frustration's creeped in Jim what about uh, James McCarthy coming Potentially, they're saying that uh, he could be on his way from Crystal Palace. Is this a Lord Palace? Have heard about this yet? Uh, yeah, it's today. I mean, it's uh, a report today, so we don't know for sure. But uh, they're saying that they fancy him, but a few clubs are after Can him. Can I just say something yeah. about signing? Why would a player want to sign when they don't know if the manager's mm. going to be there or there's a new manager coming in? So I, 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 find, uh-huh. it, I find it strange that they are getting linked does that mean that he's coming up and loan and, and Neil's going to be staying until the summer or, or vice versa if I was a player and like a club was after me I would want to know if the manager's, the manager's going, going to be, be yeah. I want to know long term what, what's going to be happening so do you think that means he's going to stay then Fergie or does it mean that somebody else picks the players it's a good it's a good question we, we, we don't know what's going to happen I think Paul you'd mentioned off air that there's a statement I think a follow up statement next week regarding what's going on at Celtic I, I think out of respect to Neil Lennon he needs to know what's mm. happening Yeah, for what he's done mm. for the club but let, let's yeah. remember that I know it's been a tough season for Celtic for what that guy's done over the over the years I think he deserves the respect to know whether he's going to be taking the job until the end of the season or, or, or beyond or a new manager's going to be coming in what it tells you Jim is that clear signals need to come from the top and there's a duty of care for the manager Neil Lennon that people need to decide for I mean it looks as though it's over and I'm sure Jim I know you've got great respect for what he's done for Celtic Football Club but it's time now they showed real leadership and take him out of the firing line do you not think? I really do think that Paul and I do I worry about Neil on a yep. personal level as well yep. regardless of what's going on this season I swear it he'll always be a legend for what he's done and hopefully in a couple of years when the sting of this has been taken out he'll be looked back fondly and remembered just for that because the thing that I would add to that Paul I know a lot of my Rangers supporting mates are saying oh Lennon's costing the 10 but I'll tell you something 
Near Rangers fan looks at Walter Smith and says he mm. cost us the ten. The celebrity exactly. because because he got nine and he got loads of silverware and trophies. So he's a legend, and I think Neil Lennon in time will be looked at that as well. Jim, great point. We're back with more after this. Thanks very much for calling. The Bull Radio Football Show. Let's go. Go Radio Football Show. Barry Ferguson, Cy Ferry, Paul Cooney and you on 0808 17 17 700. Calls coming in and we're on the socials at Go Football Show. Looking forward to the weekend and we still have football on. League Cup semi-finals, the Betfreds. What a chance to get to a cup final for every one of them. Each one of them, St Johnson and Hibs tomorrow and Livy and St Mirren on Sunday. We will touch on that during the programme. Tomorrow in the SPFL, Aberdeen against Motherwell. Both teams looking for points. Motherwell at the wrong end of the table and Aberdeen to keep the pressure on third spot or as Davy Province said last week could there be a second spot for Aberdeen or Hibs controversial but you never know the way it's going Celtic fans what do you reckon what is going to happen after another draw 2-2 during the week and nobody is now saying it's possible to get 10 in a row are they Si? No I don't I think I think 10 in a row was go- I thought 10 in a row was gone after the, the Ibrox game you know, I think when you were you going to Ibrox, you've got a real chance. I don't think Rangers were playing particularly well at the time. Celtic were; they were in good form, uh, and ultimately Rangers passed another test where Celtic the better team, but Rangers come out with it. And I think that's galvanised Rangers since. I think they went again where the Celtics went the other way. Um, and for me, the, the league title's gone. Uh, in terms of third place, no, I don't. I don't see it. Celtic have finished second. I've no doubt about that. I think once they get, like say, Edward back and Griffiths back and get going the way they were before before all this happened then Celtic will comfortably finish second Celtic will not want the gap to be massive you know Neil Lennon that's one thing Neil Lennon won't, won't want in this season particularly for the gap to be huge so Celtic have got a lot to do to kind of close that gap so that Rangers didn't run away with it Barry you've thrown down the challenge can they be as good as the Celtic Invincibles of Brendan Rodgers they had 106 points Rangers could get 108 points if they win every game from now till the end of the season so it could be done let's hear from Stephen Gerrard what's the injury update Katic again is, is moving along getting closer to where he needs to get to Scott I feel the same progressing well uh, moving forward, you know, Scott's on track in terms of maybe a, a return to the group early February. That's only a penciled in date, but that's what we're all working towards. Uh, Ryan Jack's had a full week's training. Um, he'll be back in the squad tomorrow. Uh, and we'll make a decision on Kamar Roof today. Um, it's his first session back with the group. So two really big boosts uh, for us to have Jack and Roof back, who are two very important players. Um, so really positive in terms of the injury update. Jack and Roof coming back at the right time. Great news, great news for the manager, great news for the squad, great news for the fans, two big players for Rangers um, and as I said they've went in the last month without, you include Arfield in that, three big players for Rangers so they've got through that period and it's just a matter of time obviously Jack will be back tomorrow, we don't know if Roof will be, Arfield's a week or two away um, so that makes Rangers squad um, even stronger. Uh, so that's been the biggest thing for Rangers been real competition for places um, this season so all good good news in the, the Rangers front and speculation today that they're speaking with Bournemouth about a couple of the young players the defender Jack Simpson and the midfielder Offabor. so uh, let's see if the manager is speaking about the transfer window look I think Rangers are linked with players uh, on a daily basis especially when the window is open so it's not new to me what I won't do is be disrespectful to any individual player or, or to their clubs uh, they're two players that belong to a different club what I will say is we are making inroads we are actively trying to improve the group not just now but also for the future as well so Yes, we are actively trying to uh, add to the group come the summer. 
Um, but I certainly won't be mentioning any names or elaborating on, on that. But it sounds as though business has opened on those two and that's what the Rangers fans will want to hear. In a position of strength, you're strengthening the squad. Yeah, it's where they've been really good. The recruitment, I think, has been much better than Celtic. And that's yep. why when the likes of Jack and, and Aribo and Arfield have been out, guys that have came in, because Rangers have signed players, I've said it before, Rangers have signed players that fit their system and fit the way they play. So if you do have three or four players, it's fine because there's three or four guys in that can play the exact same way in that exact same system. And that's where they've done really well. And what I like about it is it's not been big names. You know, I think Roof was a big signing. You know, playing in the Championship Leeds, he was probably Leeds' best player. He goes to Anderlecht. You go and spend that, that extra bit of money on that one big player. But in terms of guys like Kamara... Uh, Balligan Steve Davis on a free Alan McGregor on a free that's where Rangers have done really really well and um, these two guys have been all similar I've no doubt I've not seen them play but I'd imagine that they fit exactly the way Steven Gerrard's team plays Barry yep the, the best time to strengthen for me is when you're on top there's no doubt about it and that's something that the, the manager uh, has been really good at in the transfer market I says a month or so ago it wouldn't surprise me if he adds one or two players um, to the to the squad obviously Scott Wright for Aberdeen the two boys that you just mentioned for Bournemouth and I'm sure he's he's, he's got a number of players already written down that he'll, he'll be looking at he, he'll be now thinking about of course to help him the rest of the season but also he'll be look, looking ahead for next season to make sure that if a big player at Rangers does leave because um, I'm sure there will be some yeah. bids come in for like say Ryan Kent or Morelos that he's got ready-made uh, replacements in there for him. So you think, Fergie, if they can get him in January, they guys watch these sort of players, see how they play so that they're ready to go for the summer? Yeah, but yeah. I, I think it's great to get them in early. I mean, even if you can't get them in this window, make sure you get them in for the first day of pre-season because mm-hmm. it gets them used to the surroundings, it gets them to know their teammates. And as I've said before, when you're at a club like Rangers, there's demands and expectations that allows these players to get used to that. So that's why I think... Again, recruitment at Rangers certainly this season's been excellent. The, the timing of his signings as well, and um, that's one thing that you've got to take your hat off to Stephen Gerrard. And it's clear that he's he's already thinking ahead. Even when you think of guys like Aribo, you know he wasn't mm-hmm. a lot of money, was he? I think they got him on a free transfer. Maybe had to pay a bit of compensation. Mm-hmm. Scott Arfield was a free transfer. So Davis, uh, Alan McGregor. So you didn't always need to go and spend five, six million. Your fans always shout, no, "We want, no, no. want to go and spend money." It's, it's, about, it's about getting the right players, and it's not about spending big money on big names. It's about guys that can come up here that can compete in the league. It's, their game suits the league. That's why I think James McCarthy would be a good signing for Celtic. You think so? Yeah, yeah, I think that's what they need legs in the middle of the pitch. I yeah. think James McCarthy would do well up here. Uh, in terms of Rangers, I like the kind of ages looking at as well. They're no young. They've played a few uh, games. Yep. Uh, they've got a, a decent amount of experience in the game. And also I think it's always important that, that you do have experienced boys around the squad and he, he's got that way Alan McGregor, Stephen Davis, Arfields, Ryan, Jen, uh, Ryan uh, Jack to a, a certain extent. Was that, that was a mix of Ryan Jack and Ryan Kent. Yeah, there would be some player there too, wouldn't they? <laughs> <laughs> what a mix there too would be. It was a kind of posh Edinburgh accent, wasn't it? Brilliant. <laughs> yep, so he, he's got a good, real good mix in yeah. there, experience and youth. Shall we get the latest on Scott Wright? That situation hasn't changed. I think we were quite clear and Aberdeen were quite cl- clear. But there's not much change this week. So no, that's, that's as it stands. Does that mean he's coming at the end of the month? Or yeah, he'll think? be at Rangers, isn't he? I think yeah. he'll be at Rangers. Yeah, I, I think ideally they would like to bring him in, as I said. Well, like, I liked what you said last week, and you were just asking there about that, side, so that he sees what happens at Rangers, learns from yeah. other he, They might players. not see a guy like Scott Wright coming in, he might not play, if he does come in in this window, he might not, might not play a lot of games, but he'll be able to sit back and, and obviously get used to this, the surroundings. And 
obviously what it's all about and the way they play so uh, I think it's it's good management that yeah. if he does get them in, in, in January but if he doesn't it's clear that Scott Wright is one that he's going to bring in in the summer yeah and he's another one you, when you first hear it you think Rangers are going for Scott Wright Aye. but when you actually start to think about it and you think about his game the way he plays he can interchange in a front three the same way Rangers do you know, I think he's got the intensity to go and play the way Rangers play. He can uh, he can play up front, he can play left, he can play right. He gets a goal. So, yeah, I think it'd be a good bit of business for, for Rangers to get Scott right. Uh, he was asked uh, about missing Ryan Jack. We've missed Jack, for sure. He's a big player here. He's a big character. Been ever so consistent for me over the course of the 149 games or whatever he's been available for. So to have him back with eight, nine days training under his belt, he looks more ready now and he'll be in the group tomorrow uh, fighting for a starting place. But to have him fifth from now moving forward is an immense boost, not just for them midfielders, but for everyone connected to the club because he can help us moving forward massively. Yep. Um, yeah, it, like when, when Rangers signed him, I'll be honest with you, I wasn't too sure. Mm-hmm. I, I thought he was decent enough um, but where, where did you think he was lacking? Was he a free transfer as well Fergie sorry um, I, I, th- I think he, he, he maybe was yeah but I'm not too sure Sai. but w- w- when we Rangers signed him as I said I, I was I was thinking to myself is he really going to play at Rangers is he going to be one of the first um, names on the team sheet but I've got to be honest with you he's impressed me each, each season he's got better he's clearly learning off obviously a, a manager who's in that position was was uh, one of the best um, so no he's became certainly became a, a big big player for Rangers and again he's got Stephen Davis there where I, again he, he'll be learning a lot off so it's great news that, that he's back yeah he was a free agent in the, in was that a free agent yeah. well, yeah. yeah. there you go see yeah. the thing is I, I don't know what you think si, there's good good players up here mm-hmm. they just need to be given that chance Definitely. Um, I know, like when Rangers are Celtic, they, they tend to maybe go down south and, and look at maybe the Championship or even League One. But for me, there's there's certainly players up here at other clubs that they can go into the old firm and, and become top players. Mm-hmm. Right, it's like it's like Hibs. Hibs have done well. They signed Jackson over and Chris Cannon. Yeah. First and foremost, you know that they know the league. Yeah. You know they've played here. They've done well here because, like, like we've seen. You know, you can go and get big names for England, but yeah. it doesn't necessarily mean they're going to come up here and do well. So, if there is a guy up in Scotland who is doing really well it'd be a no-brainer for, for me for Celtic and Rangers to go and get them but uh, Kevin Nisbet is the big one for me absolutely yeah. Yeah. you know I think both yeah. clubs should go for should go for a Kevin Nisbet in, in the summer mm-hmm. yeah there's there's a number of players Kevin Nisbet my young nephew Lewis mm-hmm. you've got Alan Campbell who again he, he continues to impress mm-hmm. me I, I think he's got even better this season so there's there's certainly players out there that for me can, can make that step into the old firm here's Scott on the line now from the south side of Glasgow hi Scott Hi guys, how are you doing? Uh, good, thanks. How are you? I'm doing great. Um, the point is, uh, the word invincible has started to creep up when speaking about Rangers. I want to know if you think Rangers, obviously it's too early to say they will, but I want to know whether they can. I, th- I don't think so, but I just want to know what you guys think about it. And you're a Rangers fan, but you don't think yeah. they can equal the, the invincibles. They can't go all season without losing. No, but I don't think that's a thing about Rangers. I think, obviously, comparing yeah. it to Celtic's invincible squad, mm-hmm. the league, the quality of the league is so much better this season than it was mm-hmm. that season. So, obviously, just comparing the two old firm games, this Celtic side is miles better than the Rangers side that was Mark Robert and Graham Marty's Rangers side. That's a good point. It, it yeah. makes a good point about the, the quality Scott does. 
Um, but listen, it's a real possibility. They're 24 games in, they're 21 wins and three draws. Um, so you've got to be confident they can go and do it. They've got a lot of games still to play. Let's be honest, there's a lot of football still to be 14 played. 14 for Rangers, yeah. There's, there's some tough games going to be coming up, but look, the way that they've, they've played this season, I, I've certainly been pressed, and I, I don't see why they can't go and do it. Listen, it's, it's not impossible, mm-hmm. that's for sure. Yeah, I think the way they set up allows that. You know, very very rarely the teams get a lot of chances against Rangers. And I think that's going to be even harder to do now that Ryan Jack's back in the team. Because I don't think Tavernier and Barisic have been the same without Jack in the team, you know. And I think he makes Rangers even yeah. harder to, to break down because he's so good at getting across to, to cover their position. So, in terms of... I've always said that whoever who, teams in the SPL are going to need to have one hell of a game to beat Rangers mm-hmm. and, and we've seen teams do it St Man done it and we've seen Hibs run them close Motherwell run them close but ultimately they've not done it and that's when these teams have been you think of Motherwell they'll not play as well as they did in the first half and and, and at the weekend and yeah. they, they couldn't have beat Rangers so it's a tough tough task mm-hmm. the, the reason I think it's a possibility is Si made a point 10 or 15 minutes ago since it's at Monday feet in the League Cup they've not played not the way they did in the first yep, few yeah. months. Yeah, L- let's be honest. Yeah. But they're they're getting results. Mm-hmm. There's there's been I think is it four wins and, and one draw in that. So that's the sign of a, a top team for me. When you're not playing at the levels that you expect, you're still finding a way to get a win. If you're not winning, you're coming away with at least a point. Mm-hmm. Scott, what what about your manager tomorrow? Hundred and fiftieth game. Yeah, it's, I wouldn't say I don't. I don't know if it's controversial, but I wouldn't say it's been a success until he lifts a trophy, which I think he will do at the end of the season. I think it's pretty much guaranteed we won the league. But I still wouldn't call it a complete... The step, the progress we made since we since he came into where we are now is massive, but I still wouldn't call it 100% success until he lifts a trophy. And I'm sure he'd yeah, say the same. Yeah, yeah, I agree as well. He, he knows that. He's an intelligent guy, Stephen Gerrard. He knows that he needs to to lift trophies, win trophies for Rangers, and then he'll be labelled a success. He knows that. He know he knew this season how big it was. They had the big disappointment getting put out of the League Cup in the quarter final, where I thought they had a real opportunity to go and win the first bit of silverware this season. But he knows that um, management and certainly managing Rangers. Um, you're, you're asking how many trophies and I think this is the best season in terms of the way they've played and the best opportunity they're going to have Did he get longer because he was Stephen Gerrard and held in such high no, regard I, as a player? I, I just think that they've gave him a bit of time where I, I think modern day football managers if they don't do as well in the, the first year right they're out the door and a new manager comes in mm. sometimes it's it's good to see that Rangers have stuck by him and now they're seeing the fruits of that success this season See, see last year Fergie were you even the way they ended were you still wanting him to be in the job come summer I still think he deserved another opportunity yeah. yep certainly with the six, see the first half of the season yeah so you could see what he, what he was trying to do yep and it's been clear to me since he's come in you can see the step by step they've got better and better and I thought last season the first half of the season they were excellent I don't know what happened after the, the shutdown for yeah. whatever reason they come back and they just weren't at it but this season it's the levels of consistency that's impressed me and it's how he talks and he's very honest and it's the standards he's set at Rangers like, that's improved massively like Sunday yeah. always, I'm always interested to see how he interviews after mm-hmm. the game and I've got to be honest with you I love listening to him mm-hmm. and he was honest in his um, assessment of that game on Sunday that first half that wasn't good enough that's yeah. a wake up call and I think that could be the best thing that could happen to Rangers this Rangers team 
But he yeah. also learns quickly as well, Fergie, because last year was it after the maybe the Celtic game, he maybe got a wee bit carried away mm-hmm. when they beat Celtic, and, and, yeah. and he's learned from that, and he spoke so much differently this year. You know, and there's been no sign of getting carried away, and also he learns on the pitch as well. But he's made changes early doors. Yeah, where he said after his interview. Um, sorry after the game in his interview that he gave him another five minutes after giving him a bollocking at half time and he, he decided right I need to go and change and when he made that made that change yeah, that's when the, guy that, as well, yeah. the guy that's come on has gotten a point at the end of the day going for the break but before we do Scott what's your scoreline tomorrow? Uh, well, it will be tough because I'm a massive John Hughes fan so and Ross Ke- last time Ross County came they gave us a game I'll go 2-0 again like last time we played them 2-0 thanks Scott the Bull Radio Football Show. Let's go. Side, do you ever wonder who comes up with roads like Butter Biggins Road? Butter bit of, Just for a laugh, isn't it? It's, <laughs> crazy, it's crazy, isn't it? <laughs> Chris keeping us up to date with the traffic and what's, travel. What's yeah. the road that his drives called? Oh, yeah. That's it. His drive's got its own Manor. road, isn't it? Ferguson Manor. Ferguson Manor yeah. and Ferguson Way. Here we go. <laughs> Listen, I'll let you go on. <laughs> How big is it? How many cars can you fit in a drive? Do you, do you, can you fit, can you fit a private jet in the, the drive? Let's get back to the football. We need to get him in another show as well, won't we? Something different. Yeah. What can we get us? What can we get us on? Well, what's on Open Goal this week? Uh, It'll not be a fashion show anyway. Uh, no, but I'm actually got a proposal for uh, Barry and oh, oh. Derek to do something together. I'm okay. Trying to bring the Ferguson family together. I feel yeah. like I'm part of it now, so I need to bring them. I want to get them hugging on on camera. Okay, that's basically my aim for the year. Oh, thing that will happen. <laughs> <laughs> that's Big Brother Derek Ferguson, of course, the former Rangers and Scotland star, and what a player! It's Barry Ferguson and Cy Ferry, and your calls on 0808 17 17 700. Sorry, was it? Was Derek a good player? Oh, he's a great player. Was he? Yeah, mm-hmm. he and Ian Durant were phenomenal. I think Barry, and it was. It was I mean, Barry was. Exceptional, even even better, but Ian also Barry better, yeah. I was. That, he's a once in a generation player. Wow. Yeah, would you well, go with that, Ferry? Yeah, but what I'll go with what, in terms of Derek and Ian Durant uh, as a young kid going to the, the games when they were only sixteen, seventeen, um, they were they? exceptional. Yep. Both of them, Ian Durant was um, was unbelievable. Just sadly, he got that that injury. He was still a fantastic player, Durant, mm. but. Yeah. He could have went on to be one of the best. Could he? Hundred eh? percent. See, that was just before my time. Eh? Mm-hmm. He's an old man. And you need to go back. You, go back and watch him. Yeah. Where would I find it? It's called YouTube. <laughs> 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 oh, just say that. He, he goes on about this podcast and he sold out the hydro. We've not mentioned that for weeks. I don't even know how to work a com- yeah. I couldn't work a laptop. Paul, oh, I'm telling no. you. I swear I can't even send no. my Karen in the, the reception does my invoices in here. I can't do it. <laughs> Do you, get, do you get paid for this stuff? <laughs> 50 quid a week. 0808 uh, 08, 17 17 700. Cy Ferry and Barry Ferguson. And we're going to take your calls. Uh, this weekend we'll speak about the Betfred League Cup semi-finals. St Johnson against Hibs. Livingston against St Mirren. But first of all, let's speak about uh, Celtic this weekend. So since we last saw the two of you, it was Livy and Celtic. It ended up 2-2. And Neil Lennon afterwards said uh, how disappointed he was with the outcome. Yeah, I'm disappointed. You know, we've got ourselves in front we're playing very very well and we've given away two really sort of poor goals from our point of view and it's another draw and the draws have really damaged us this season it's been too many didn't think we looked too shabby you know fitness wise you know I thought we were I th- I, I, the reaction to going the goal down and it's a poor goal I have to say it's really really poor from our point of view the reaction was brilliant you know with great chances Duffer had a great chance with the header we scored two very good goals two great finishes and then I thought we came out second half and looked really strong and I thought you know we should go on and win the game three or four but you always need that two goal cushion really you know against any opposition and it's always difficult here you know our record's not great here and um, again it's it's a, a game that's got away from us unfortunately and the team this season has been in 
incapable of killing off teams. Hamilton at the beginning, but you know th- there hasn't been a margin. You said there could have been three or four goals. It's not been happening. Yeah, I think um, again we go back to basics. The decision making in the final thirds not been great. I think you know Taylor and I have got down the sides quite a lot. Yeah, and fair play to them because at one 0 Livingston were on top, and I thought Celtic could have crumbled. You know the way the season's gone, but they rallied themselves, and I thought they actually played well until t- until they scored the second goal. And uh, you know through Taylor and I are getting down the sides, but. Again, the final ball's been lacking all season. And you watch Liverpool last night and you could be the best players in the world, but if your confidence is gone and you're low at the time, it's tough. And, and that's what's it like if I've had all year. What Liverpool have maybe done a bit better is that they've, they've defended better. You know, when they've no been, their decision-making's no been great, they've defended well, whereas Celtic haven't. So when your decision-making in the final third isn't great, it's more emphasis on your back, your back players to keep clean sheets and Celtic have not been able to do that. And that's, that's why they've came up short this year. But you go away from home uh, against Livingston, you score two goals, you expect to come away with... Win the game. Three points. There's no doubt about it. But what is it? They've, they've drew eight, lost seven this season. It's it's not good enough for for Celtic. No. Um, so the balls have not been good enough for Fergie. Yeah, I I don't think there's too much a problem going forward. Yeah. I, I think they look always dangerous going forward. I know sometimes, as you'd mentioned, in, in Wednesday night against Livingston, the final ball wasn't there. But I'll go back to it. It's defensively that's let them mm. down all season. If you think it's Celtic, who's been good at getting the ball back for this year in the team? McGregor, I, 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 I think he, in terms of getting the ball back. In terms of Callum McGregor, he he's one guy that's continued to drive that that team on. He's been probably the most consistent um, performer in the team. He's been he's been excellent. He's been a talisman. But that's yeah. what I think the defence gets a lot of, which has been all over the place. But in terms of midfield players going winning the ball back, you know, Sorrow done it for five or six weeks when he came, and I think he's done it well. But other than that, you know, you're talking about. Rangers Rangers front players go and get the ball back Celtic's dinner the midfield don't go and get the ball back they don't get in people's faces and win the ball back and that puts extra pressure on your defence you know the defence there's too many times this year where the opposition's been able to just get the ball at their feet and turn the back four that shouldn't happen at Celtic as soon as you win the ball give the ball away somebody should be pressing the ball straight away to get it back so it's all over the pitch it's not just but the back yeah, four that's mm-hmm. not defended well it's, it's been from the front the, to the back it's mm-hmm. even the lead, the lead up to the goals in terms of the free kicks some of the free yeah, kicks I'm giving away there's no need for that the, the Hibs game Laxal no need to do that mm. I don't think Duffy had to go in so aggressively no. against the Livingston centre back to, to give the free kick away so they're, they're giving free kicks away for no reason and once the set pieces are coming in they're, they're not doing their job they're not doing the basics properly and you saw it and heard it on Sky on commentary was it Ian Crocker and it was saying that this is where Livia are really dangerous with yeah. the set piece and the Celtic defence you'd have thought they, they weren't prepared for it no but Players, surely players watch Livingston and know that. Yep. You know, I play for Peter Head and I know that Livingston did that. Mm. So Celtic players playing against Livingston but two or three times this year must know that they're strong at set pieces. Mm. And again, that's where, I, that's where I have a wee bit of sympathy for managers. You know, It's like you also, also almost need to walk them through the game. Don't give a free kick away there. Stand up here. Players need to take responsibility. They cross and that white line. It's up to they've them. They've got to take the responsibility on their shoulders and clearly they're, they're not doing that. Mm. They're not doing that. And that, that's why you, you, could see, you can see Neil... Neil Lennon's frustrations at the side of the park you, you can't go on and hold their hand and tell them what to do you can work so hard in the training ground do all the drills get through mm. things but once the game starts it's up to them to make sure they do their job properly it's like Klopp Liverpool finished what 18 points of claim last year mm-hmm. they're now 
they're now yep. a good bit off the top. Does that mean yep. that Jurgen Klopp's terrible at tactics and that he's dropped standards and that it's all his fault? Of course it doesn't. I'm it? going to ask you about that shortly. He was asked, uh, Neil Lennon was asked any excuses about the captain being sent off or about the conditions. Snow was really heavy, as you know, in the second half, but uh, it made no excuses. Not really. I mean, you can't do nothing about that. It was the same for both teams, but um, yeah, I'm disappointed with Scott, you know, losing his discipline. And then, we, you know, we're down to 10 men. You know, it's been too much ill discipline this season at times, you know, where they were giving away penalties or conceding red cards. It's not been good enough. Not good enough. Yep. Yeah, but he mentioned that it's lack of discipline and, and probably mixed in with frustration. That, that's the, the Scott Brown sending off and that will disappoint him. Like, you want to keep 11 players on the part. At that stage, it's it's two each and you, you're, you're wanting to try and get that vital three points. So, look, he's a captain, he'll be disappointed. But, look, if you ask Scott Brown, he knows he knows that he, he's let the, the boys down. Yeah, I think... You know, Scott Brown has been sent off, but I think his disciplinary record has been good over yeah. the years. You know, yeah. I think it is just a bit of frustration that's that's crept in. In terms of discipline, I think I, you count free kicks in that, and the amount of free kicks that are given away is because they're in the wrong position to start, and then they want to rush out and get the ball and lax out. You look at him diving into tackles, and um, when you're going through a rough time, Paul, see, especially Livingston the other night, running forward, they're two one up, just sitting, mm. sitting, be disciplined, let Livingston play through you. The only way Livingston looked like scoring was hitting Celtic on the counter attack. So that's that, that's a lack of discipline for me. When you're still running forward at two one up, you need you're desperate for three points. You went through a wee bad run. Let's just sit and keep keep, keep it at two one and take the three points and go up the road. But they're still running forward, leaving guys like Duffy and Beaton exposed at the back. That that for me is also a lack of discipline. You know that they're going to you know lose another goal, and that's exactly what happened. And they're I, experienced players. I, I'll be honest with you. When Livingston scored, I, I thought because Livingston did start the better team. Yeah. And I thought, yeah. look, there's a chance that Celtic could go here, but you've got to give them credit. Yeah, they, they showed a bit of steel and determination to come back in. And then when you go into that lead, especially going away to a place like Livingston, it's difficult enough at the best of times. But when you get into that lead, it's about desperate to hold on to it. But it's that even the second goal, I, I think it's avoidable. Mm. Well, the second goal was came in the middle of the pitch, Christy missed two. Mm-hmm. Two tackles yep. and it gets cut back to to G. Emmanuel yeah, Thomas. Thomas. Yep, yeah. he took it well, and it's, that's just been the story of the season, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, when they're on top, they're susceptible on the counter attack, and again, it happened on on Wednesday night, and that's what Rangers have learned from the mistakes. Celtic Covenant, they've continued to do this over the course of the season. There's a kind of lull now, and and. In- what's happening at Celtic they've got a break now this weekend because they're out of the cup um, semi-finals this weekend and they've got St Mirren coming up and then Hamilton as well what's going to happen between now and then that's the question you think what are the conversations going on behind the scenes because it looks as though Neil Lennon just he looked forlorn no, not just by the fans yeah. I think Neil Lennon himself yeah. I, I want um, questions questions sorry should I say answered yeah. he'll want to know whether he can maybe dip into the transfer market and, and maybe bring one or two players in to maybe kickstart the, the squad um, so he'll be sitting and I'll go back to it he does deserve that respect because he's been there for 20 odd years um, the club's close to his heart he'll want to know what, what's happening going forward we're back with Barry and Sai feel the heat of the game the crunching tackles the near misses and diving headers feel the drive from the sidelines feel the passion of your captain feel the celebrations feel the last minute heartache and the penalty save that changes everything feel the heat of the game from the comfort of your own home with OPC Energy Limited for more information on board 
boiler servicing and maintenance. Visit opc-ltd.uk. The Goal Radio Football Show. Let's go. Barry Ferguson and Cy Ferry taking your calls tonight. Tomorrow, we've got St. Johnson against Hebs at 5.30, the League Cup semi-final. At 3 o'clock in the league, Aberdeen against Motherwell and Rangers against Ross County. And it's Stephen Gerrard's 150th game in charge at Ibrox. And he spoke about that today. I was told yesterday, or I think the day before, that it was the 150th game. It's not something that I give too much focus to. It's very much not about me. It's about the team and the group and getting results. But really proud to be sitting here and I've been the manager for 149 games. It's a journey that I've enjoyed immensely. Certainly in a better place from an individual point of view in terms of what I've learned and the experience so far. I want to improve from my point of view. I want to continue to push myself in, in all the areas to become a better manager. Really proud of the efforts the players have gave me so far. And he was asked uh, about a pl- the manager of Ross County. It's probably his fifth or sixth game in charge, John Hughes. I think John's got a real big knowledge, especially <laughs> up here in Scotland. He knows his players. He's a manager that likes to play football uh, in the right way. And he's certainly gone into Ross County and made a difference. Fantastic results against Aberdeen. Probably sent shockwaves through the league, if you like. And they also had a big win uh, away at Hibs not too long ago as well. So... This is a team that's very capable on the day. Um, They have had mixed results of late and and they're in a position in the league where I know they're going to be trying to improve on that. And I'm sure John will be doing everything from his side to to push that. So this is a challenge we very much respect tomorrow at Ibrox, but the focus and the preparation has been mainly on ourselves, trying to be the best version of us, trying to focus on where we went right and wrong last week um, and try and put that right over the course of 90 minutes and we're looking to try and put in a strong home performance and take maximum points. Well, Ross County have come to Glasgow before this season, as you know, Si, and uh, took the scalp of Celtic not that long ago. Yeah, yeah, I think it'll be a tough game for Rangers. I think Ross County are one of the form teams in the league and um, I, I annoy me when people just put Yogi Dune as this big enthusiastic guy. You know, if you sit and speak to him about football, he knows it inside out. He'll be going to Rangers with a game plan tomorrow. No, they might go and sit in, but when they get the ball, I think one thing you need to be to get a result against Rangers is brave. And John John Hughes' Ross County team will be brave on the ball tomorrow, I've no doubt, because he'll install that in them. Uh, and as I say, they'll have a game plan. But if Rangers continue the way they are, ultimately they'll have... If, again, if Rangers turn up and, and put their foot on the gas, they'll have too much for Ross County because the players that they've got and, and the way that they're set up. But it should make for a good game. You know, I, I, don't, I don't think it'll be as easy as, as people think. What would you say, Barry, about John Hughes? He joined us on the show a few nights ago. We Did know he? he's such a great character. Ah, he was brilliant. Yeah, he was really good. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say yeah. he's enthusiastic, but Sai, you'll look him in there. No, I, I just love listening to him. He knows, listen, he, he knows the game. He's been about the game for a, a number of years and, and the teams that he's managed in terms of Falkirk, Hibs, Inverness. I always enjoyed watching him play because for me they try to play the right way mm. was getting the ball down and, and playing it uh, at a, a good pace but th- th- this is a, a game tomorrow at Rangers will need to be bang on it mm. I think they get a, a, le- a warning should I say last week with that first half performance at Fir Park and I don't think the manager allowed that to happen again um, and again you've got to be respectful Ross County are, are a form team just now they've had some big results the last couple of weeks and that was a great result I fancied them last week against Aberdeen and, and they thoroughly deserve to beat them so Rangers need to be on it tomorrow and if they are if there's, there's, their attitude is spot on they get the ball down and play the way that they are I've been used to them playing is that quick passing and, and a lot of movement Rangers should win the game but it will be a tough one but it could also go the other way with Yogi because he wants his team to be so brave and play it for the back if Rangers press the way that they can press that could end up being a, a big scoreline as well so it could go either way 
Um, it depends, as, as I say, how Ross County play on the day in terms of playing it for the back. But it'll play, it will play, I think it'll play in Rangers' hands the way that, that John Hughes wants to play. It's just whether you think, yeah. the Rangers yeah. are on it it's, or not. It's amazing the, the change that he's, uh, yeah. he's had up there. Isn't it? Uh, it yeah. just shows you that a manager that comes in and... Uh, I mean, he makes them believe. Yeah. He mm-hmm. makes them believe that they're good players. And, and let's be honest, Ross County have got some some decent players mm-hmm. for me. They're saying half them. a million it would it would take to move Ross Stewart. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if somebody. We obviously the world we're living in just now. I don't know if somebody will come in and pay that. Mm-hmm. He'll certainly go in the summer. Um, but look, it's just amazing what uh, what a change of manager does. And certainly John Hughes coming into Ross County, he's got them. He's got them firing and he's he's getting them um, good results. And it looks to me if they're a team that are enjoying playing football. Yeah. And that's the most important thing. When you get a group of players, they need to go out and play with a smile on their face. And when they do that, you've got half a chance of winning a game of football. I don't think they get 500 grand from purely because I don't think he scores enough goals. Mm-hmm. I think if you're going to get a move talking uh, Scotland for £500,000, you need to think of Cosgrove scoring 20 goals a season to get that sort of money. Yeah. But actually, again, fair, fair play to John, John Hughes and a lot of credit because Ross Stewart's been their best player this year. Mm-hmm. He was missing at the weekend to go and play play a different way and, and beat Aberdeen four one. I think I think they probably play better in a John Hughes style without Ross Stewart because I think, I think for a yeah. lot of the season it was just easy to go direct hit, hit Ross Stewart on the diagonal and then go and play for there. Whereas when Ross Stewart's not there, it forces you that you need to go and play and, and pass the ball through the pitch. So I think that suits John Hughes. Been interesting to see if he plays him. Yeah, after the result last week, you can. I can. Would you? Would you not go with the team that won four one? Yeah, it depends if if uh, Yogi comes down and as you says. He has a go at Rangers, mm-hmm. or does he sit back and try and frustrate Rangers? Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't know. And if, if they do sit back and frustrate, Ross Stewart is an ideal centre forward for yeah. that. So okay. we just need to wait and see. But I, I'm sure that the way that John uh, Hughes is thinking, the way that the, his team are playing, mm-hmm. he, he'll be confident that he can come and, and get something at least. What about Rangers, Fergie? Itton, will he play after scoring, or will he be back to, back to the bench? No, I think he'll go with the same starting eleven next week. Well, had you in uh, la- as last week? Sorry, mm-hmm. well, had, had that had yep, you in the right? I, yeah. I just didn't think the model game suited Hadji. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the pitch, look, the, the pitch wasn't ideal, but obviously with the weather, the third part's been one of the best pitches in Scotland for me over the last two or three years. You know the weather's been terrible, hasn't it? Yep, especially Motherwell, Lanarkshire. Listen, been everything awful. can't be always rosy yep. in the garden. You no, can't sure. always have a, a perfect pitch. Yep. Sometimes you've got to ch- got to change the way you play. And Rangers done that in the second half. They were a bit more direct, um, and that's why he made the change with Itton coming on. Is the pitch at your back garden the same? No, it's a bit, it's a bit dodgy <laughs> than with the, the weather. Is your, your full time groundsman looking after <laughs> it? Huh? No, he's in furlough than us. <laughs> Here's Joe Rebo speaking about the return of Ryan Jack. Yes, yeah, massive having Jack all back. The boys are buzzing that he's back in training. You see the intensity in training going up as he joins us back. So yes, yeah, it's, it's good to have him back. And he was asked about his own performance recently. I do that every single game. Obviously, when you play a game, you want to come off with assists and goals. And I feel I need to improve that part of my game. And I just want to analyse and just see where I can improve that side of my game. So, yeah, every single day I want to improve. So I went and spoke to the gaffer and said, like, where can I improve? How can I improve, like, with my technique, etc.? Always trying to improve, and you can see the the product. I, I love hearing that. That he, I think he's twenty four years of age, and he still want to improve. Um, he still want to learn every single day. The, the, the only thing that I think he can improve on is I'd like to see him burst forward more. Mm. Um, I think he's got goals in him, but he's certainly a, a player since he's came for Charlton. He, he's definitely improved, uh, and I think there's still more to come for Joe Aribo. 
Yeah, I like him. I think he's offers something different to what Rangers Rangers have got in midfield. He's one guy that can uh, that can take people on the middle of the pitch. You know, when it is tight, he's one of the guys that will not just pass sideways and, and backwards. He'll actually look to get turned and go at people. I agree with Fergie. I think he can add goals to his game. I think if you're going to be a 24-year-old who's going to play in that attacking midfield role, you need to get goals and assists. You know, I thought the Motherwell game in the first half, the ball was going wide and he was kind of hanging out at the edge of the box, whereas the second half, obviously instructions for the manager, started to get himself in the box a bit more. OK, he never scored, but... It gives Motherwell an extra man to pick up and it leaves a turn at the back post to stick it in. So I agree with Fergie, 24, want to learn, that's what you want to hear. And I think he's got the ability to go and do it. OK. I wonder if he was asked about Liverpool last night, the first defeat, home defeat, is that in four years? Wow. At home, losing yeah. to Burnley. What did you make of that, Barry? Yeah, it was, uh, I wouldn't say it's a shock because if, if you've yeah. watched Liverpool over the last couple of weeks, they've, yeah. they've, they've struggled a wee bit. I watched the game against Man United, I wasn't too impressed yeah. with them. Yeah. Uh, and again last night, they... They're, they're not firing they're going through a difficult sure. period at yeah. this moment in time but listen all teams go through that uh, the run that they've been on I mean I think it was 68 games at home unbeaten is is unbelievable phenomenal and I, I can't believe some people are even criticising Jurgen Klopp for what he's done <laughs> he's brought <laughs> the Champions League he's brought the Premier League title they've lost a home game Klopp yeah, must go one game but listen that could be the making of their season. Yep. Losing that, that, that can get them that, um, give them that togetherness, and mm. they'll have a wee chat about it. And then I think they'll be ready to go again at the weekend. Because they probably didn't expect Man United, they would expect Man City to be good, and Leicester looking really good as well. It's the same as up here. You know, everyone's thinking that there's a big crisis, certainly, but it happens to the best players as well. Mm. You know, pressure and and winning titles. It isn't it easy. It's why yep. not everyone does it. And you know. You forget there's an opposition there. Mm-hmm. You know, Man City are a top team, Man United are a top team. They've looked at it last year and thought, right, Liverpool finished 18 points ahead of us. We can't have it this year. We need to get better. And they haven't improved. Mm-hmm. And Liverpool have maybe missed one or two players. The, that pressure starts to grow. And again, you see it with top players making bad decisions. And that's that's the fine lines come down to that, Fergie, doesn't it? Uh, it it's hard to win titles, mm-hmm. but the hardest thing is to continually mm-hmm. win it. You said that before. Why? What is what is the pressure the, the next Once, year? When you win it, you're expected to win it the following year. And when you win a trophy, whether it be a League Cup, Scottish Cup, you're expected to continually win and win and win. And that's the pressures when you play at big clubs, mm-hmm. you're put on. And if you can't handle that, you'll never survive. Do you think also teams have not figured out how to play because they've played like that for so long, but it's the same players that have been there year after year. They've not really added big players to that to that squad. Yeah, well, the only big player they've added is Thiago yeah. in the middle of the park. The front three never change. No. And obviously they never played Firmino and, and um, Salah last Salah. night. Salah, they, they two were left on the bench, and they come on with, with half an hour to go. So I do think he maybe needs some somebody different up top. But you think Rigi coming on and playing last night? He's he's not what you need when you're chasing Premier League. Yeah, yeah, but how can you criticise that front three? I know, yeah. The last three years, it's the best they, in the business. They have been yep. absolute electric the three of them. We'll come back to that shortly because uh, we're going to Paisley now because the Big Cup semi-final this weekend, uh, Livingston against St Mirren on Sunday, and on the line, St Mirren fan is Laura. Hi, Laura. Hi, how are you doing? Yeah, we're good, thanks. How are you? How excited are you for the for the match? Do you know what? I'm so excited, but it's a wee bit bittersweet for me because my wee boy was only 18 months old at the last um, the last kind of semi final final, and he didn't get going. 
and this time round he's obviously not going to be there and it would have been my first time taking him to watch us Ugh. in a semi-final so mm. it is, it's a wee bit bittersweet but we're still really excited we've got Wistit Run playlist set up on Alexa we've got Wistit Run flags out the window and we've been watching reruns from the semi-final and the final from the last time round so we're, we are we're really excited about What's it. on the playlist? What's the St Mirren playlist? Apart from when the Saints go what? in and all that <laughs> when the Saints go marching in, we've got um, the boys are back in town. We've got Sin Lizzie on. We've got um, yeah. Semi Sonic, uh, Secret Smile, which was one of the Great. big kind of anthems from um, from 2000. Great song. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, we've got. Um, sings that regularly. Nobody knows it, but you've got right, a secret smile. Secret. Uh, yeah, yes, love it. What a duet we are, by the way, Laura. Yep. What a team we are. Si and Laura. Laura, what do you want to ask then uh, the guys about ahead of the match this weekend? I don't know. I, do you know, I just kind of want your opinions on it. I think if you look at the last few weeks, we went on a really good run. And to be fair, the past few weeks, we've not played kind of anywhere near the standard that we were when we put Rangers out in the semi finals, uh, sorry, the quarter finals. Livingston from their change of manager Martindale's come in and he's done a great job I don't think anybody can can deny that he's he's got them playing really well I've watched the game against Celtic the other night and I don't know if, if Livingston played really well that night or if Celtic were just really bad but um, you know they're definitely the informed team at the moment mm-hmm. but I know like looking at our squad we've got strength and depth just now and we haven't maybe kind of shown exactly what we're capable of the past few weeks, but I just kind of wanted to know what what's your um, what's your thoughts on it? Do you think the the fact that Livingston have been on such a good run just now that you know it's kind of they're going to kind of romp it, or do you think it's going to be? Do you think that man or we are going to play the way I know that we can? Yep. I, I would assume that the, the semi-final and final has been played to the dressing room this week. I would hope it is, with Jim Goodwin being the captain mm-hmm. um, at that time and the manager now, obviously. Okay. That, right, yeah. let's ask the guys. What do you think? I think there's two evenly matched teams, if I'm being mm-hmm. honest with mm-hmm. you. I, I, I'm actually out of the two semi-finals. That's the game that I'm looking forward to watching. Mm-hmm. As I said, that look, I, I think Jim Goodwin... Um, He's built a really good squad. I think he's made some good signings. I think his recruitment over the, the, the summer before the season started was excellent. And then you just need to look what what David Martindale's done at, at Livingston the, the past nine games, um, unbeaten. So look, it's, it's one of the ones, it's a toss of the coin for me. Um, there are two teams that I've got a lot of respect for. As I say, is the way they play, they try and play in the right manner. Um, and as I said, they're, they're very evenly matched and it's one of the games where whoever turns up in the day and whoever wants it most, it's listen. The, the biggest disappointment for both of the teams is there's no fans going to be inside no. that national mm-hmm. stadium. Teams like that, you want to go there in a semi final or a cup, you want to have your fans there. Sure. But you hear Laura saying that. Say, si, what do you reckon? St. Mirren have put their hands in their pockets, getting Eamon Brophy early. He joined us in the show. He can't well. play for can No, he can't. No. But it's good. It's a sign that they are, uh, you know, they're investing yeah. in the team because not many people are shelling out money just now. Yeah, I'm sorry, Laura. I fancy Livingston. I really do. I'm sorry. I know that's horrible, Phoebe. I should have just no. played it safe, but I agree with Fergie. I don't think there's much there's in the teams. In them. No, they're both very well set up. They play at a high tempo, um, but I just think that Livingston have got a more goal threats in their team than what St Mirren do. You know, especially with Brophy not being in the team. I look oh, no, at. He is. He is. He, he can play. play. Yeah, he's not scored the goal night. yet, so I'm still right. <laughs> uh, so I, I, you know, I think I look at 
Livingston Scott Robinson's on fire just now yep. you know he's playing really well mm-hmm. uh, you can get a goal for Josh Mullen Pittman can get a goal whereas I look at St Mirren and you think who's, who's going to score goals mm-hmm. so I think I think ultimately it'll be a, a very even game but I just fancy Livingston because of that extra goal threat they've got in the team to, to nick it yeah, I think if you um, if you can, uh, I suppose all form goes out the window when it comes mm-hmm. to cup games. Um, you look at our last semi final against Celtic. Who, I mean, apart from Stevie Thompson, you would have thought in that team, where is the goals going to come from? But Whatever happened to Stevie Thompson? He disappeared. Yeah, he he? Point, Laurie, you should be sitting well, here me. Right. So, Sai has said he thinks it's going to be Livy. Barry, what do you reckon? I know you're sitting in the fence. Right. Before we come to you, Ali, no, I, do you know what's made yeah. my, my dis- Yep. I know Eamon Brophy's mm-hmm. just been told there he's available yep. to play I think he'll make a massive difference I'll be honest with you he's a player that I've I've always admired mm-hmm. and I think there's more to come for Eamon Brophy um, but I'm still I think so it's yep. to get the service to him what I think we are we've kind of lacked woods in the last few games but I think um, if you get your Kyle McAllister to mm-hmm. you know that boy has got Bags and bags of talent. I don't think we've seen the best of him. We've not. I don't think. I know we've not seen the best of him. But I know what that boy's capable of, and I know we've got another few boys in the team that are the same. And as I said before, you know, form goes out the window. This yep. is a match. So, what's your scoreline then, Laura? What do you reckon? I, do you know? I don't care if it's a forty goal of or somebody's eyelash. If we win, if we win by one nil, two nil, three nil, three two, I don't care as long as we're in that final yeah. game. Okay. But I genuinely, I genuinely believe. I know we've got it, and as I know, we've got a squad that's good enough. You and should be head of PR. You should be the manager. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm buzzing. Get I want to go for some money. Do you know what? I hope, I hope yeah. both of them go for it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't want them to sit back and listen what yeah. an opportunity for to get into the final so I hope they go for um, one another Aaron Ali Defoy you'll be there hopefully Ali what's the news so Eamon Brophy he can oh, play yeah, I'd love to be there Eamon Brophy can I, play um, no really fuss in any way I just want to get through however it is come on give us a score 2-0 St Martin Ali I was going to say 2-1 Laura I'll that, take 2-1 I'll right, take 2-1 we'll do 2-1 <laughs> and with a goal, goal from Brophy and hopefully he'll play up front with a beaker that's my hope great yeah, call that's, that's yep. my hope as well that's what I would like to see as well Laura thanks very much much for calling us and we'll maybe speak thank to you Monday you so then if you're through thank thanks you. a lot cheers Come thank you the Bull Radio Football Show the weekend is here this is the official start Barry isn't it Friday evening at 5 that's where the weekend kicks in yeah, yeah I'm, I'm just disappointed me and Si have, you'll be the same as me we've got no football tomorrow so I'll need to um, I don't know what I'm going to do myself yet I'll need to think of something because from 1 o'clock normally you start to get mm. the butterflies and then you're thinking about the game um, so I don't know I'll need to go out a walk or go out a run or, or do something I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sit with my full Peter head strip on shin guards boots gum shield and just uh, two foot my missus and kids <laughs> I'm missing her that much honestly she's, she's getting You're smashed on yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh come on Fergie <laughs> so the kids uh, how, how are they feeling oh. about it you being at home at the weekend because you, you are normally playing and how's your fitness I done 10k again today right absolutely yep. fine I've got myself back down to 72 I let myself go for a wee bit mm. after when the, the announcement got made I'll be honest with you Paul the last couple of lockdowns I've been fine but this one I've, it's, it's the lowest I've felt in a while eh? and I, I could notice myself putting on a bit of, a bit of weight eating and, and drinking too much so fresh start on Monday got myself in order out running eating healthy and I feel much better so but it's tough honestly like Fergie's saying you miss, you miss it so much yeah. I think the fact that we went back to it and we thought that that was us we'll see it through at the end of the season and for it to be taken away for you again it just kills you Fergie doesn't it? As it is I mean I can only imagine I know how hard it is for me 
and, and size just mentioned how hard it is for him but what about the the other people that are in lockdown and yeah, not no just the, no football but stuck in the house again homeschooling and everything yeah but yeah. It, it's tough times for everybody but do you know what this, this vaccine's here so hopefully in the coming months we can start to get that fired out and then we can get back to normality because we, we all miss our, our, our fix mm. our Saturday fix for me it's mm. just it, be, it becomes so just not mm. you just think it's normal yeah. I, it's my way of life three of o'clock on a Saturday I, didn't, I, I don't know anything else at home school and I said to my youngest you better have a good personality when you're older because you thick as mince man <laughs> honestly I couldn't do that by the way teachers well, deserve yeah. massive credit because I don't know how yeah. they're going to get frustrated eh? oh. I think parents are realising it now how yeah. much they have and how difficult it is to be teachers yeah. and they don't want to concentrate eh? mm-hmm. see, honestly, see, see during lo- lockdown what I'm trying to do with this this one just now is just keep myself in a routine yeah yep. I don't want to like sleep in. I don't want to be going to my bed at all hours. I, I'm trying to, I'm just trying to be as normal as possible, as you say. But see, when you're, I, I'm doing the same as I. I'm trying to, I'm not as fit as I'm, but I'm trying to keep myself active as mm. much as possible because it keeps you mm-hmm. upstairs. But you enjoy yourself at night, Friday, Friday, Saturday, you'll enjoy yourself, Fri- you? Friday night was always my date night. Mm-hmm. Always yep. for a, a meal and a couple of glasses of wine because it took my mind off the game. Yeah. And a Saturday. What, so you would have a couple of glasses of wine the night before a game? Uh, uh, no. As manager. No, oh, as manager. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I played. So what about see, before you played, the, the night before you played, were you, what were you, a chicken and pasta man? Were you into all that? Eating properly? And... Um, no, I just had a bowl of pasta. Right. Basically, and uh, there was nothing. Nothing crazy. Stone, uh, yeah, but listen, uh, you just get into a routine for your, uh, a young boy, and I kind of kept that all the way through my mm. career. John's on in the East End, but he's asking as a Rangers fan, he's saying, Barry, how would the current Rangers team shape up against, take any of the Rangers teams you played in? Oh, this team would beat all his teams, easy. Well, they, they just play on Ferguson, wouldn't they? Uh, the late 90s, early 2000s, I mean, that was an unbelievable team to play in. Guys who played at the, the top level, played in World Cups. Uh, played at yep. top top clubs Arthur Newman Van Bronckhurst Alberts Claudia Arena, Craig Moores and all these sort of guys Stefan Kloss so my, see, my teams, team see that late. team Fergie what were they so good at was it keeping the ball was it what was it defensively well set up or just did you just go and play we basically just went and played mm. we, we had a way of playing obviously getting the ball down and, and moving it quickly um, but the biggest thing for me was it was the the mentality of the players like see, see training you know believe it training was, was just like a game every single day in training it was like a war mm. it was like you know what it's like you go and do all your, your your passing drills and possession drills and then when you get into the games at the end it was just um, nobody liked getting beat so there was no quarter yeah, there was yeah. like total um, wars like guys going off in bad moods if, if you beat them who was the worst this team me <laughs> probably but that that, yeah. that was that's a sign of a, a yeah. top team for me they don't accept anything less than winning and that, that that's what I get brought up in at Rangers for a, a young kid coming through with Walter Smith and Archie and Oxys as like managers and then the, the players um, and when that. you were a kid there it was at Paul Gascoigne Brian Loudrup Ian Duran Alan McCoy guys like Stuart McCall Ian Ferguson mm-hmm. Top top players, but the, the biggest learning thing for me was when back then, which I think was the the best grounding for me was reserve team football. Mm. When you're a 16 year old boy and you're getting uh, put in against uh, guys at other clubs, whether it be Hearts, Mallow, Aberdeen, that had played 250, 300 games, and it was a, a real grounding for you. But seeing 
the reserve team that I played in if these guys didn't play in the first team on a Saturday like say if they were left out to start in 11 they would go and play with the reserves on a Monday to get a bit of game time so I'd be playing with Ian Durant's mm-hmm. McCoy's get guys guys like that and it's just to see how they prepared and how they went about things as a, a young 16 year old there was no better grounding than that for me Morellas versus McCoyst who would you say? Oh, oh McCoyst all day of course yeah. and what was McCoyst so good at? scoring goals <laughs> what, uh, was, what about his hold up playing that was it, was it good? yeah he, I, I don't think he got enough credit for how good he actually was mm. at hold up play but do you know what he was he was tough as well mm. Did you, you never trained with him or that though did you? Yeah, I trained yeah. with him did you? Huh? Yeah, played in the reserves with him wow <laughs> and see if he didn't pass him the ball and that would he go off his go off his nut yeah but it was like them all <laughs> yeah even as a young boy training with them um, they, they never treated you like there's a young boy coming up here we'll watch what we're doing you're one of them no you're, you're one of them and look if you're there to get tackled they would get through you in a minute mm. through you in a minute and seeing the reserves did you play Celtic and there were crowds of what 20,000 25,000 yeah. wow. do you remember those si? yeah, we played at Ibrox I, I think it was 20,000 there uh, Alan McGregor was in goals Flecky played for John mm-hmm. Fleck Stephen Naismith there was, was a few big names but just on what Fergie said my first ever reserve get, being in a squad I think I was 16-17 and Paul Lambert was playing who'd won the Champions League and uh, he'd obviously heard a couple of bits about me being a, an emerging centre midfielder and i never forget he came over us before the game and he went don't watch anyone else today but me watch me for the full 90 minutes and uh, you'll you'll learn how to play centre midfield and I did I just watched Paul Lambert and the things that you picked up were, was unbelievable just watching a player yeah, of that quality yeah, see see for me uh, as a young boy the, the biggest thing that I learned was just watching how they trained and how they went about their yeah. business and it's like I hear quite a lot of people they just play within themselves in terms of they train within themselves and, and training they, they take it easy but these, these guys when I was coming through trained if it was like their last training session mm. and I, I, I couldn't it was like I was taking aback but it was great for me because I went in at full time at 15 and I was I was watching these guys and then I was able to train with them at 16 which was unbelievable um, for me and that's why it frustrates you so much when you watch for me say like because I've grown up there and I've seen Fergie's Rangers team were the exact same because I watched them at the same time but you've seen how these guys who were top players how they every time they went on the pitch it was like it was their last of our game mm-hmm. you know people say now top players say like in Rangers Henrik Larson you never ever seen Henrik Larson walking about you know ability through the roof but in terms of work rate and, and how you worked for the team that's a top player and, and, and Fergie's Rangers team that Celtic man or Neil team had that in abundance man and that's why that's why you get so frustrated now when you see maybe players no walking but mm. no, not giving it what they guys used to give it and they were all top players yep, I, I was, I've got to be honest with you I'm proud but I was privileged to play with the guys and play against yeah. that team that Si just mentioned there I mean we, we used to stand in the tunnel and the battles that used to go on between the the, the, the two teams um, the, the amount of ability were in both of the teams but do you know what during the 90 minutes it was a war mm-hmm. after it you, you gave each other the respect yeah. um, but it was that was great that's the times. way to do it yeah, it's it was, the right way it was a great time for me to play let's go on the line Paul John is on a Celtic fan on from Dunfermline hi Paul John good evening hi Paul how are you yeah good thanks how are you I'm very well thank you good from the Celtic State of Mind podcast uh, I can only imagine how your mind is at the moment <laughs> yeah it's quite a depressive state of mind at the moment Paul unfortunately but um that's why, you know, it would be good to hear your views on the, the scale of the uh, the job at Celtic now in relation to what happens next. You know, I, I heard Neil Lennon the other day talking about he's unsure eh, why this has happened, and that, that was quite concerning. But this, this pre-season, I think that there's, there's a real 
there's a massive job actually to, to turn it round. There's going to be uh, quite a few players leaving, and I'm pretty sure quite a few coming in as well. I'm just wondering, do you think it's a good idea to maintain the status quo until the end of the season with Neil Lennon, or should a new manager come in with next season in view? What's your view? I think it would be leaving it too late, to be honest, Paul, if we, if we didn't make a change before the end of the season. If you're looking towards the European qualifiers, mm. we always feel as though we're ill-prepared for these at the best of times. But, you know, a new manager coming in, uh, making his stamp on the team, players coming and going, you know, you need time to assess the squad, I think. You know, and I just think that, you know, the, the rumblings that are coming through from Celtic Park is that no change is going to be made. And there's a lot of disappointed Celtic fans at that news. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think Paul's, Paul's right in terms of managers coming in need to know the, the squad I agree I think Celtic have went into too many European qualifying campaigns with basically no signings mm-hmm. and they've had to go with you think about it, how many times they've had to go with beat on at centre back because of injuries and, and lack of centre halves and when you think that a top top manager in Brendan Rodgers and we're seeing that now how good he is he came in and it took him a while to get going you know you think he went over was it Gibraltar and lost lost the game mm-hmm. so if, if, if he needs time to come in and, and get his feet under the table uh, at Celtic then I don't think we're going to get, Celtic are going to get a manager of that calibre so anyone underneath that will need even longer and I think Paul's right if you are going to make a decision and you know now that it's not going to be on Neil Lennon then for me it's a no-brainer that you, you get somebody in as, as, as quick as possible see, see in terms of January even if you're in a season and you're, if you're sitting top if you're sitting second your preparation starts for next season you, no. your recruitment if you can get players in in January you start to go and identify players from other clubs who maybe be out of contract, who maybe get into their last year of their, their contract. So that's why I think Celtic need to decide what they're going to do, whether Neil is the man or somebody else takes them forward. Because as I said, there's a full rebuild. Paul just said there. Um, there's a, a lot of guys that are going back to their, their parent clubs. There's guys that are um, into their final year of their contract that clearly want to leave. There's guys coming towards the end of their, their, their careers, i.e. maybe Scott Brown. So there's a there's a big there's a full rebuild needed to happen. At, at Do you think they're waiting to see if Neil Lennon can not not turn it around but improve performances so they can then keep him in the summer, Paul. Well, there was there was a glimmer of hope, Simon. You know when we played Leo in the dead rubber mm. and we got uh, Turnbull and Sorrow coming in, and then we went on a fairly good run. But it was raised yesterday that that collision between Julian and the goalpost. Mm. Uh, that's been pivotal to that because the kind of wheels have come on, come off after it and we know everything about the Dubai trip and the fallout from that yeah. but I don't think he can get a tune out of this team now you know you look at the performance against Livingston the other night once again at half time we're sitting at, you know a goal up we're 2-1 up and you just knew that we were likely to lose a goal and it would be likely from a defensive kind of fail to so I think those even the most optimistic as Celtic fans are of the admission now that Neil Lennon has taken it as far as he can and you know we really did need a, a change I felt at the end of last season uh, last year rather Really Paul? Even after the way they played to the second half of the season? I think so I, I just you know the, the issues that were there I, I felt Simon that he was looking for a reaction after the Ferenc Varos game and you know he called out these agitators those that didn't want to be at the club and I don't think he got the reaction he expected mm. um, and then obviously it kind of unravelled from there mm-hmm. Sorrow and Turnbull we look back to the season when Gordon Strachan was in charge when Hartley and Robson came in and they made a massive impact mm. and Celtic supporters were hoping the same thing was going to happen and it's margins I mean I thought we played well against Rangers for an hour or so yeah. 
But um, since then, it, it's been brutal. It really has been pretty brutal. That's been, sorry, Paul. Yeah. That's been my surprise when knowing Lenny the first time when he was ruthless with players, mm. and the fact that he, I'm thinking of guys like Cham who, who continued to stay in the, the team for so long. You know, they think him many times he never followed runners at Aberdeen. He gives a penalty away at the European game. He jogs back, and, and he still turned up in the team. That Do you think he was too week. loyal? I think he has been fair. I think mm. if he looks back, you'll see that. But then again, I've said it before. We didn't we didn't see how Sorrow and Turnbull train. So. Maybe not train him well enough to think that you can go and put them in. And because of the pressure of the year it is. But I think if he does look back, that'll be his regret that he never got the guys in I, sooner. I, I think above Neil Lennon, they need, need to make decisions and they need to make decisions fast. Exactly. It's clear the Celtic fans want to know it. And mm. again, I'll go back to it. They need to respect Neil Lennon as well. Mm. The club has been so well run and they've had nine years of success. Of course, Rangers were you know out of the top league for a number of years. But Paul, do you not think that right at the top, Dermot Desmond or Peter Law will have to show the leadership they have before and I, I think they have to have a duty of care for Neil Lennon and um, let him go now. Pay him up. I agree, yeah. I agree with that, Paul, 100%. I, I think you know the, the issues around the Dubai trip and yeah. obviously the press conference yeah. it was shown you know that was shown a toll on Neil Lennon you mm-hmm. can tell that looking at the footage yeah. so yeah there's a duty of care and I think it would be best for all uh, all parties Simon Ferry will know uh, Neil Lennon better than myself but you get the feeling that he just doesn't know when he's beaten yeah. you know and he's not going to throw he's a fighter yeah. Yeah. yeah it's been really successful who would you get in <laughs> sorry Paul yeah. <laughs> yeah. minds, isn't it? who would you get in Paul I mean, I've seen all the names, Simon. I like the look of people like Eddie Howe. I think that's tremendous. Um, it would be a great appointment. But every time I see a, a job coming up in England, I get a bit concerned that uh, a lot of the, the really good managers are going to go. Mm. Uh, and, by, and by the way, I think he is a very good manager. I've seen other names such as Jack Ross, who I think is an emerging, still an emerging manager. But I think Celtic, you know, the last two managers we've appointed have been unemployed. And I think that's the market that uh, Peter Lowell will be looking at. Some of the other names I, I feel are quite lofty at this stage. I've seen the Ralph Ranjit yeah. chat. Um, that, that's a much wider structural kind of uh, manager with a real plan. Uh, but I think we need something a wee bit quicker than that. Otherwise, that pendulum might not swing back to Celtic mm. Park next season. Again, see where Eddie Howe, he's not got a backroom staff. Because mm. the assistant manager's now the Bournemouth manager. So then you think... If they do appoint Eddie Howe and it's John Kennedy and Gavin Strachan that are kept on, Celtic fans again wouldn't be happy with that. So Eddie Howe would need to go and find a whole new backroom backroom staff, which which isn't easy. You know, he's been with Jason Tindall I think since he started, which is what seven or eight year ago. There's no, I, I don't think there's guys he can just pick up the phone to and, and take them in as a backroom staff. So there's a lot of questions that need to be answered. But as Barry said, it should come from the top, isn't it? It's yeah. time for the club to decide what they want to do and uh, get moving, because time's moving on now. But for Neil Lennon, um, I think they have to do the right thing. And I think they will. Paul, thanks very much for calling. Cheers, mate. Cheers. Good That's call. A pleasure. Thanks a lot. Take care. Take care. Look after yourselves. The Bull Radio Football Show. Let's go. I'm not soft. Uh, I've been around the game a long time. I knew walking into this job it weren't going to be an overnight change it weren't going to take days or months it was going to be a process but I've been reluctant to use certain words or mention any targets if you like I obviously sat down with the chairman at the time Dave King Stuart Robinson and and the board and I was well aware of what was expected of me having known it wasn't going to be an overnight change and it was going to take time and we needed a certain amount of windows to improve and grow and get better 
Um, that hasn't surprised me. That's played out exactly how I thought. Having said that, we need to just remain on our targets and what we're trying to achieve as a group. Stephen Gerrard, his 150th game in charge tomorrow, Barry Ferguson said in the record this morning. The truth is, Rangers have been exceptional all season and they haven't been given enough credit for the standards they have set. Barry, you stand by it? Yep, I stand by it. I, I, I think there's a lot been made of people saying how, how poor Celtic have been or how poorly Celtic have played. Um, but you you just need to look at the, the stats in terms of uh, league stats. Yeah. 21 wins, 3 draws. I, I think it's a fantastic um, start to the season. There's no doubt about it. And there's no, just listening to the manager there, there's 100% this squad have grew. They've grown in confidence. Si will tell you when you win games, your confidence just keeps building and building. And when you don't, remember that. The good thing about, as I said, the, the biggest thing that's um, yeah. it's made me sit up and take notice is when they're, they're not playing well or not playing as well as we've always. Um, certainly, the first like, four or five months we've, we've seen Rangers play when they've, they've not been playing at their heights, they've been getting results. And that's always a sign of a team that's capable of, of winning trophies and that's the thing that will please a manager. Um, there's, there's some players that, for me, have had a wee bit of a lull in, in terms of their, um, yep. their performances. Um, but look, there's still a long way to go. I've got to say, I mean, this no, season... Really? Do you honestly think there's still a long way yeah, to go? Yeah, but listen, Paul, I, I, people will probably be listening and thinking, yep. oh, here he goes again. But do you know what? See if you start believing that things are over mm-hmm. it comes back and slaps you in the face I think they maybe thought that, that before the game against Motherwell Fergie that's why the first half is maybe I think it was, it was a wee fright and you know yeah. what I think they'll learn for that wee fright and you, you, you listen to the manager say after the game he gave them a wee bit of half time it's just to remember them listen this is nowhere near finished yet yeah. there's still games to be won um, and you've got to remain professional you've got to be level headed and, and believe that, that Celtic as I always say are going to um, win games of football even if they didn't on Wednesday you still mm-hmm. always bear in mind that they're still there behind you and that keeps you on your toes and that's the sort of attitude that you've got to have and if you've got that attitude you're going to be successful for me in, yeah. the, in the article Barry also says do they realise they'll become legends you know for a long long time if they win the title and he said what more motivation could anyone need I'm climbing up the walls of my front room here just thinking about it and you know that front room oh it's massive <laughs> the walls are huge man <laughs> your hands must be killing you if you climbed up all the walls no listen that, that's one no, thing because it, yeah. it's been it's been a, a real dry spell for Rangers mm. in terms of yeah. trophies mm. and Look, the Rangers fans are desperate to get um, silverware back and if this Rangers team deliver it they will be legends mm-hmm. in, in the fans' eyes there's no doubt about it So I do not think Rangers have had a lot of uh, praise but inevitably when remember I said earlier in the season can you have two teams doing well in Glasgow for a period of time and get a title no? race going? and well, we didn't know at that point I think we, we said but no you can't I think you did I know you can't I know no listen I've been I think I've got get slaughtered on Twitter saying that I don't give Rangers enough credit but I think I have you know I'm critical of Celtic because you know how well they've beat, how well they've played over the last three years but and you spent ten years no as, but, as but I just yeah. call it as I see it you know yeah. I say it like I've been poor but take on the Rangers have been brilliant this oh, yeah. year yeah. brilliant absolutely I've said it on here it would take a right good team to beat Rangers and it's been proved right um, and, and massive credit because when you think Fergie not even a year ago I think there were 13 points buying Celtic getting beat for Hamilton Aki's at home and you've got to give massive it would be easy to come back this year and fold 
you know, after after the way they ended last season. But what Steven Gerrard's done, he's went away and looked at what the, what they need to get better at. And you can tell they've worked tirelessly. It's not just happened overnight that Rangers have came back in the summer and got better. They've obviously been on the training ground for morning to night working on what went wrong last year. Not just in terms of on the pitch, but also off it in terms of mentality. I've no doubt he's worked on that because you can see it in Rangers. So he deserves massive credit for, for how much he's turned it around this year. I know I've been saying in terms of recruitment, but see if you look at the Rangers team, like the, the, the consistency levels in terms of the, the, who he's chosen to play... I mean, if you look at that Muddle team, for instance, there's there's eight of them that were there last season when when obviously they come back after the off the sorry the the winter break and the form yeah. is so so poor. Um, but again, I, I'll say that that's the, the thing for me. I worried. I'll be honest with you. When the season ended, yeah. I thought, where is this going to go? Um, I, I seen obviously I'm making some signings, and you think to yourself, right, that's decent. But then you look across the city at Celtic; they keep the big players. They mm. keep Edward. Mm. They don't sell them. They bring in Barkas. They bring in Duffy. They bring in um, Turnbull. And you think to yourself, mm. is this going to be another one of these seasons where we might not get anything? Mm. But so that that's why I think they deserve a lot of credit because probably Celtic, no doubt in my mind, at the start of the season, were favourites to win the title. Mm. Yeah. Yep. He also Rens- deserves massive credit for taking the job in the first place. Mm. When you think that's your first job, if it doesn't go right, that could be you done. Say like you're miles ahead of them at that time. You had players who were still there for Pedro Cachinha's era that, that, mm. he, that were on big money that he couldn't get out. So you're working under their circumstances. And it has took him two or three years, but it would have took anyone two or three years. And, and now he's seen the, f- the fruits of his labour. What about that? Well, here he is that talking. Good, I like it, yeah. <laughs> I used that, yeah. <laughs> He's been saying how desperate he is for success. It hasn't changed since day one. I think we all know whether you're a player, whether you're a manager, a coach, or anyone that's representing this club. I think when you sign up and you become part of uh, Rangers and the DNA here, you, you're always pushing towards success as quick as you can. Uh, that'll never change. That was the remit on day one and it hasn't changed and that's what we'll continue to push for it's going to be tough it's going to be a challenge but one we're very much looking forward to 66 points after 24 games so tomorrow side, what do you reckon Rangers Ross County oh as I say <laughs> I think it could either be a cricket score or it could be very close huh? um, oh I'm going to go just because of my faith in Yogi I'm going to go 2-1 Rangers but Two. I also think it could be 4-0 Rangers so mm-hmm. I'll go either 2-1 or 4-0. Hedging his bets there, but we'll take it as uh, 2-1. I think Rangers will win. I think they've learned their lessons um, from the 45 minutes at at Fir Park last week. So, look, it'll be tough, but I think Rangers will win by a couple of goals. 2-0, I'll go. Aberdeen against Motherwell. So, yeah, Motherwell have been doing well. You know, the last couple of weeks under the new manager, Aberdeen, Derek McInnes desperate to get back on winning ways. I think think that's going to be a draw. Mm. Do you? Yeah. Yeah. Score draw. Mm. One each, I'll go. One each. Mm-hmm. Scorer. <laughs> Sorry. Come on. Tony Ferguson. Watt. There's only Ferguson. one Ferguson. going to say Ferguson. Yeah, yeah I, I just think, I was impressed with Model for the first 45 minutes. I yeah. know we say that no. Rangers weren't great, but again, we tend to forget and no give yeah. the the op- yeah. uh, opposition team an, enough credit. So, they tired certainly in the second half, Model, and I was impressed with them. So, I, th- I think they'll go up there confident that they'll get a, a point at least. Sorry. I think Mother will win. I do. Yeah. I think Aberdeen are in a wee bad run. I think he said that two players left on crutches after the last game, and Ash Taylor's injured as well. You'll need a reshuffle. I was thinking about Aberdeen. I don't think the guys that come in are, are up to the same standard as the guys that usually start. 
and Motherwell obviously in good form under the new manager I expect Motherwell to beat them in a tight game 1-0 okay so Motherwell on 19 points Hamilton at the bottom and goal difference on 19 Ross County on 20 St Johnson on 23 along with St Mirren and Kilmarnock on 24 so the cup semi-finals then we mentioned Livy St Mirren I'll touch on it again in a second or two but what about St Johnson Hibs Hibs probably the favourite to lift it what do you reckon Si tomorrow for the semi-final big big game for Hibs you know they went out the semi-final against Hearts after Hearts hadn't played a lot of football I think this is a big time for Hibs as well because of the state Aberdeen are in state I mean with the injuries and players want to leave Hibs should be finishing third now with the the squad the two guys have signed and they all should be winning a cup so it's a big test for Jack Ross and his team you know to live up to the expectation I think Hibs will beat St Johnson in the semi-final I do I think the two signings of Cadden and Jackson Irvin are good signings um, and I, find, I think Hibs have just got too much up top again I don't think there'll be much in the game but the fact that Nisbet's up there I think he'll, he'll make a difference Barry the pressure's on Hibs mm-hmm. they're, they're favourites keep Nisbet quiet and I think St Johnson will win oh right yeah, so yes you're I'm go- going yeah. for St Johnson why why I've just got a sneaky feeling mm-hmm. that they'll, they'll um, come up trumps I, I, I think as I said everybody expects Hibs to win and Look, I, I'm no big on saying one player makes yeah. a difference. Like Nisbet is a big player for Hibs. Again, mm. I've got to be honest with you, I'm impressed with him every time yeah. I watch him. I, I think they'll struggle to keep hold of him. Next week. I think yep. he's better with Dodge. I'm surprised that Dodge doesn't always... I think he's better with Dodge up one, but it takes yep. the pressure on the defenders. Can also, yeah, he on. can also play up there himself. Yeah. So you've got to, he can play in a, in a pair and he can play up there as a lone striker. Oh, yeah. um, but I really like him. Again, a great story coming, lower leagues coming through and he's come into the Premier League and been excellent. But I fancy St Johnson. Wow. St Johnson. And Si, your scoreline? I think it'll be... Oh, I'm going to go 2-1 Hibs. 2-1 Hibs. Yep, OK. And Aberdeen, you're going for Motherwell. Yep. Uh, Barry's going for... A draw. A, a draw yep. there. What's and your score with St Johnson? Did you give a score? 2-1 St Johnson. Okay. 2-1 St Johnson. Sunday morning, the business show. Uh, it's the entrepreneurs, <laughs> the boards that uh, you can't afford. Hunter and Hockey and their guest, uh, Donald Martin, of course, in the chair. It's with uh, Epos UK Limited, Clark Epos UK Limited. It's going to be Donald McLeod from the entertainment world, you know, the music yeah. impresario. Is he, is the is he still on the Gary's Nightclub? Yeah, the, he does indeed. Yeah. Is it Donald. true that well, the business show, Willie Hockey's sacking me live on air? Oh, is that right? That's what I've, heard, uh, I've got a meeting Sunday well, morning with Hockey, so I presume it's that. Is. Hey, come in. That'll never happen, I don't think. Uh, Stevie Lennon's coming up next. We love that. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy the football. Thank goodness it's here. Livingston St. Mirren. Oh, yeah. And Livy St. Mirren. Well, I asked you earlier, but just to finish on it then. So, Livy St. Mirren, what's your scoreline? Oh, I'm going Livingston. Oh, are you? Yeah, yeah we played up okay. next to Laura, and now he's yeah. changed his chin that she's away. I know. Sai? What, what score are you going? 3-1 Livingston 3-1 Livy Si I'm going to go 2-0 Livingston Wow Yeah, yeah. Both going for Livy <laughs> David Martindale Keeps the dream alive there uh, At Almond Vale It's just been an unbelievable Run for them Thanks everyone We're back on Monday At 5 The Bull Radio Football Show Let's go Feel the heat of the game The crunching tackles The near misses And diving headers Feel the drive from the sidelines Feel the passion of your captain Feel the celebrations Feel the last minute heartache And the penalty save That changes everything Feel the heat of the game From the comfort of your own home With OPC Energy Limited For more information on heat pumps Servicing and breakdowns Renewable energy and more Visit opc-ltd.uk